Hello, everybody. It's Friday night. It's 15 days to Christmas and it's weekender time. On this week's show, Ben gets involved in some dark arts. I cast a lucid eye over some ancients. Warren likes Luke. And Justin apps a question. On top of all of that, one lucky subscriber will be in with a chance to win the Horace Heresy Age of Darkness box from store.ontabletop.com. If you want a chance to win this big bucket of goodness, you need to be a subscriber to the channel. Pop a comment below. And if you can do all the socially type things as well, that would be amazing. Otherwise, sit back, relax, because your weekend starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Weekender. Oh, we're getting close to Christmas. I've been hammering through my advent calendar of licorice. It's very, been very, very good. Yeah. Uh, you I mean, didn't get a licorice advent calendar. Oh, I did. Did you really? Oh, yeah. It, it oh, was sitting nice. up there last week, but I left it at down. It's, uh, it's currently hanging I, behind I, my curtain. Out of arm's much reach. Lighter. <laughs> out of arm's reach. Out of arm's reach, yeah. Uh, this morning's was... Uh, Salt and caramel flavored. Anyway, nice. I digress. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it is fluffy jumper time. Well, I have my Christmas t shirt on, and it's got Rudolph's mm-hmm. and Santa's, and of course, Christmas puddings on it. Yeah. That, that makes so, sense. So I'm feeling all Christmassy. I even had a Christmas hat. Where is it? Oh. Oh, I just pulled it out of my hole. <laughs> so I even had a Christmas hat, but I thought to myself, there'll be there'll be people in our community that that will that will just be too much. The shirt is is got them wincing, <laughs> but if I came on with the shirt and the Christmas hat this early in December, what? they will seriously lose their shit. They will seriously lose their shit. So just beware, viewers. The hat is here, and it's it is only prime. a matter of time. Winning uh, wings. I'm. Ju- it's just. A, it's just because of my seasonal kindness that I've decided not to piss a lot of you grognards off today. So that's very decent of you. Well, truly, truly you know, it is the season of giving, isn't it? It, it truly is. You know that that is my gift to all of grognardia. But, but hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> it's, it's not exactly giving because he's not giving them the emotion of anger. Ah, oh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They've got we've got a great episode lined up for them, I believe. Yeah. So, well, uh, in the season of giving, then I shall give on to you the gift of the end of the week, Warren. Do you want it? <laughs> I absolutely do because it is. It is, of course, my favourite time. It's time for it's Christmas. Oh, do you see my knobby kind of tribute there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I didn't because I always unplug for that bit. (laughs) Just the big mutton chops. (laughs) Ben, you know, you scored this indie. I have, yes. Um, So I picked this one out because a bunch of stuff popped up in the news this week, and I was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. I should definitely go and have a look at that. And this is a company that has been around for quite a while. And they've been doing things for years and years and years. And um, we used to talk about them quite a lot on the site and they sort of mm. dropped off, but I, I bought them back now. So we'll talk about them quite a lot. But anyway, this is from a folk, uh, a folk, <laughs> a man named Byron. <laughs> 
who has done some amazing work uh, on, in oh, me. fantasy and all sorts of different things with the Dark Art Studios oh. collection. Oh, uh, yes. Hopefully, folks will remember this from Ooh. years ago when we used to talk about it quite a bit on the site. But they have designed a whole host of amazing miniatures that are very good for those people who like evil, deadly things. And evil, deadly folk. I've got to get more folk in there. But yes, um, so one of the, some of their most recent stuff were the rock fiends, as you can see there, which are obviously very much inspired by the idea of, you know, working with Nurgle and stuff on the tabletop and giving that across those sort of old hammer, Warhammer vibes. But obviously, if you paint those up in different ways, you could have them looking like a whole host of different demons and all that kind of good stuff. Crusty um, Fishman. Exactly. Oh, oh I, I, look at that. There's even one giving the old little you know metal symbol and everything as well, which I think is really. Look cool. at that one there. He's doing a what do you call that lass? Um, that uh, that, that licked the hammer. He's licking the sword there. You know, there was a lass. There's a famous poplet, and she licks the hammer. I don't remember her name, but I do remember the hammer. <laughs> um, as I said, Dark Art also work on a lot of. More well, a lot of evil things. So you have cultists and all sorts of different things thrown into the mix as well. Uh -huh. um, as I say, they've been doing this for ages, and they sort of draw on a lot of different things from kind of popular culture and that kind of thing as well. So you've got a pyramid head esque cultist champion right. there, which is stop really nice. everything. I have yes. to ask. Yes. Right, the dude with a triangle on his head and yes. the huge, massive sword. Pyramid head. Yes. Yes. Now I know. That's a famous thing because I have seen people cosplaying that. Yeah. Yes, from Silent, Silent Video Hill. Game. Yeah, but I don't know what that's from. Silent, Silent Hill. Hill is the game. Right. Yeah. What is the significance of that? Tell me. Tell me about that dude. I want to. I want to understand what is that dude and what does he do and big. Why? Why, why? Why is he even there? Big menacing presence chasing you, threatening you, going to chop you up into little pieces. And is he a cultist? Well, in, in, in the game, as far as I'm aware, I'm sure people can correct me, he's kind of like a manifestation of the guy's sort of psyche that sort of mm -hmm. walks around and chases you through the, the game. And he's relentless, a little bit like Nemesis in mm -hmm. Resident Evil, where he kind of just follows you around and hunts you down and things. So if you're going to use him in a game and you wanted to try and kind of like... He is that, a terrifying maybe, character. He's as he terrifying is. as he actually looks as his presentation then, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Especially because I think that he's quite uncanny. I think that's one of the big things about him because he had just—he's just a normal human with a massive sword and then a huge pyramid head. And yeah. I think that's just kind of really quirky and weird. My favorite of all the stuff they've done is—is is what Jerry's showing off now, which is the medieval dead stuff. So mm -hmm. they have a huge collection of sort of undead knights and skeleton warriors and all that kind of stuff. And again, they've kind of been done with that old hammery vibe to them. So I think a lot of people would be really happy to see these and use them in kind of classic vampire count armies or if you're going in different directions and that kind of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And again, they've, they've drawn on um, a lot of sort of popular characters from Warhammer mythos and that kind of thing and done quirky things with them, which I think is quite nice. But then again, all of these could just be used across pretty much any fantasy game, really. Isn't it amazing um, that I'm looking at these in greens with mm -hmm. all of their little imperfections and absolutely loving it. Yeah, um, but it's proper classical traditional it's, sculpting. There, there's something, there's something, there, there's something to be said um, about that. And it's a very interesting uh, uh, thing. Is that because I wonder in the future when all us Gen Xers are dead, will anybody care about those at all? 
Will it, will anything from that have made its way through the DNA of the hobby that uh, that continues, or will it be looked at as utter shite? And it will all be the the ultra clean, uh, highly processed um, miniatures and things like that that will be sought after um, in the in the future. Because I, I, I it, for those, I don't know what it is because you know I can't technically say that's a better miniature than a lot of the digitally sculpted stuff. Hmm. Technically, but it is a better miniature than most of the. The, the the digitally sculpted stuff because of its imperfections and i do know that there are people out there because i see them in the comments all the time going how can you say that that is better well you know when that's clearly shite compared to this well i mean and the answer is, is i don't know i guess i have taste <laughs> i think that that is maybe what it is <laughs> all right Warren, I I Warren. 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 Right, question. Mm. Mars bars or Snickers? <clears throat> Neither. <laughs> and the reason for that is, is because they changed the formula of the Mars uh, okay, bar okay. to make it for ladies, <clears throat> apparently. And I have never liked Mars bars since. I liked Mars bars whenever they were big and hard and you could club people to death with them. I Are remember you, as on, a Warren, child. You're, Warren, you're thinking Yorkies. No. No, Mars bars used to be okay. bigger, thicker, and harder. Right. Just the sure way I like just it. Just smaller, thinner, with softer teeth. Yeah, well, no, uh, I, but that's what it did. They changed the, they changed the formula. It, anybody out there of my age may remember the following custom. My family, literally, when we had finished eating coal for breakfast, we couldn't afford multiple Mars bars. So what they used to get was the Mars bar. And then when your mom really wanted to slow you down, she'd put it in the fridge and then she'd take it out of the fridge and she'd chop it up into chunks. And then she would give each of us, the kids, a chunk of the, of the Mars bar. And uh, like I said, it was properly thick, properly hard, I think I big my grandma chocolatey rod of goodness. And, and you could be chewing on that for a good 15 minutes with a uh, tiny uh, mouth. So there you go. Old Mars oh, bars well, is the answer to your question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <clears throat> but uh, for myself, anyway. I do prefer the new digitally sculpted stuff. This stuff is lovely and it's wonderful, but it's not my go-to. Uh, I think I think the thing that's quite nice about these is that you tend to have the element of everything feeling unique in a way. There's there's I mean there's there's always the sense that you know with some of the more some of the more mass-produced stuff that comes out now, especially from Games Workshop, can look a little bit samey and that kind of thing. Whereas with, I think with this, you get the you get that almost that kind of Ardman effect with it, where it's kind of you can see the thumb marks and the fingerprints in the models and that kind of thing. Do you feel warmer like. and more fuzzy inside when you see miniatures like that? Because that that's the only that's the only way I can really describe it. Whenever I pick out an old army, especially one that's made of metal, right? I start to feel warm, fuzzy feelings inside. Whenever I grab a brand new army that's made of flimsy plastic with, and every time I look at it, a spear breaks or something drops on it. Um, I don't get that. I don't get a negative feeling. I could look at it and go, oh, it's a great looking army. But 
there's there's something satisfying yeah. at a whole different spiritual level. This is about Jesus. That, that, that's got to be what this is about. Look, it's the Jesus time of year, and the Jesus of miniatures is the old school stuff in metal. That, that is the pinnacle. That is the pinnacle. That's my manger, man. That's my manger. And think, I'm going to lie in it. I think for me, it comes down to a lot of the fact that I really like Old Hammer and that kind of Warhammer aesthetic. And so seeing these kind of miniatures reminds me of that. And so that's why I tend to gravitate more to these. And also, I've tended to gravitate a little bit more to a lot of those kind of like gritty, grim, darky style games like Forbidden Psalms and Mortborg and that kind of thing. And these kind of miniatures fit into those kind of ideals and that oh, kind of aesthetic. That one, the kneeling kind of skeleton. Um, so yeah, I, I, th I just think this is a really nice range for those people that maybe want to try around, play around with that traditional style of sculpting, but also use that in a lot of the more modern games that exist out there. Because there's quite a lot of games out there now that are looking at producing models or artwork in that old style, but with modern mechanics behind them. And I think ranges like this are a really good complement to that. And as you can see, there's a lot of them from Dark yeah. Art. They've been working on this for a really long time. And while a lot of the stuff comes from, I think a lot of it comes from Byron, but um, also they've worked with people like Boris, who obviously Jerry knows very well, <laughs> uh, on creating a really nice one. selection of different miniatures and stuff. And so, the fact that this particular um, range, the, the Medieval Dead, also harks back to one of the defining moments in our lives whenever uh, Evil Dead 3 came Dead out. Three. Medieval yes, Dead. Well, yes, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh my God! Um, so, you know, it is... It is it is frightfully good stuff. You know, it is something I would love to own, but I wouldn't want to paint. Um, <laughs> so if I could pick up uh, an old army like that off Flea Bay or something, um, it would be a delight uh, to to have something like that. You know, but it's one of, it's one of the things that I think. Um, there's another company that we have looked at in the past called Die Hard. They do mm. stuff similar in style to Tim this. Tim Prow stuff. Tim Prow stuff, and I think he does really good pieces and that kind of thing. Mm. This shows off some, uh, the, the Boris miniatures that um, were produced for them as well. So you've got these big grumpy demons and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's a great one there. Yeah. It is and that's a big always, chunk of metal as well. Now. <laughs> it's one thing I always notice is with older sculpts like this, they're generally always painted in the older style. I would love to see mm. some of these done with like more modern techniques. <laughs> get get a Spaniard to paint it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I think these are great. I think everyone, everyone knows I love dinosaurs, especially if you look that, at that uh, one. That anatomically correct dinosaur is awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just one of those. It's the thing that's quite nice about the dark art store in general is that it's kind of like a little treasure trove in a way where you'll go and click yeah. through all the different links and stuff, and you'll be like, oh, that looks really nice. Oh, that looks really nice. And I think it's particularly good as maybe if you're looking at doing role-playing games and you want to play them as jerry would say incorrectly you can go and pick up a bunch of miniatures and be like ah that's inspired me to now use this as a demon in my new game or that's a really good fit for a particular style of creature that i want to have in x dungeon or something like that do you know you've um, and i, 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 I like think i'm going to join jerry in a huge man crush on boris here yeah it's a <laughs> jerry i reckon me and you need to capture him Right, and we'll bring him and make him live with us, um, <laughs> and we just will keep him and we'll we'll cuddle him and we'll feed him and we'll call him George. Call George, 
So hang on, what, Warren? There's just a little hatch on the floor every morning. A new miniature pops up, and you know you just drop in a couple of boiled eggs for it. That's fine. Oh no, 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 no! They'll be the finest poached eggs. You know, with like Boris's royalty to us, Justin. Yeah. We may capture him, but it'll be it'll be like in proper chivalry kind of terms. Uh, he will be treated very, very well. Right, so you're like not going to treat him like your own personal little sculpting goblin? Yeah, like, but, uh, but he'll be like treated well. Also, yeah. <laughs> okay, a well-treated sculpting goblin. Yeah. So, but I know oh, what you mean with um, the likes of the old-timer community is, is, seems to be growing even beyond the people who have nostalgia for it from when they originally played it yeah so getting oh, ranges like this that fit perfectly within that is always good i think the hero hammer from the the crown of command podcast is yep, still coming yeah. out the most recent issue of that came out a little while ago um i need that I, do you know what I, I, I look with all of the modern manufacturing and everything else that that is is going on and i was so excited about it 10 years ago because um, it looked like it was going to level playing fields and stuff like that, but it didn't really level playing fields. It's just uh, what, what it's done is it's leveled out stuff that all kind of samey, right? Yeah, I want to. I want to be part of a movement that r- realizes now that this can't be just a generational thing. This can't just be Gen Xers and 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 stuff looking back because we we started with this stuff. You know, the true appreciation of of this of hand sculpting, you know, of of miniatures being cast in metal uh and the likes, you know, I really want those who those who get it to get on board. And those who don't, that's perfectly fine. Go and go and have your I think one of the nice things about where things have been going recently is that I think we we you almost get this really nice uptrend of of this kind of stuff being produced because there are people of around sort of my age, sort of like mid 30, late 30s, who maybe looked at Warhammer when they were way younger and and looked at the games and the model ranges and couldn't afford them. And now they're at the point now where they can actually <laughs> now now they're at the point where they can actually make those models or hmm. buy those models and so they're picking up all these old old style sculpts and stuff in order to use them in their games mm. uh, and and i think that will continue as i say because a lot of people are making very similar games and that kind of stuff that really fits. nice Although, little bits and pieces in amongst the um oh, mm-hmm. what are they called coptic jars canopic jars from the pediments the demon have you seen not to add a tangent to this because I wouldn't be like us, Warren. Have you seen <laughs> no. that they've completely 3D mapped the inside of the Great Pyramid and you can walk through it like Google Earth? Oh, wow. The, and you can turn 360 and look up and look down. Cool. It's uh, Harvard University did it with somebody. I've got oh, the link. I'll cool. throw it to you later on. You can just crawl around in different spaces. I was oh, I will. T- I will. Do you know what? I, I reckon I could waste a weekend oh, yeah. virtually <laughs> crawling the around the pyramid. Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, and you, know, you know, you can go and explore it and, you know, not oh, die okay. afterwards. I thought I did it with the gladiators. Silly me. Don't mind me. I'm just having an Could you, um, um, let me see. Could you open the orcs and goblins for me? I can. Because forever, oh, I, I will always have a soft spot for the orcs and goblins. So, so, so what are we in here? Lots we of have, Oh, there they are. 
Oh, ha, ha. a fat goblin on a chair, which looks very. <laughs> oh, that looks a bit Peter Jacksonish, doesn't it? <laughs> He's got the floppy, truly. He does, yeah. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's what's quite that? Uh, there's obviously been a big trend in there being people playing fantasy skirmish games as well, yeah, more than them playing mass battle games. And so one of the things for that is that you want to try and make your warband feel unique, don't you, when compared to your friends and stuff at the tabletop. And so going to somewhere like this and being like, okay, well, if I buy that character and then that set of models, that's given me like five or six to make a very unique little warband that will be very different from everyone else's and yet, and you know, and yet be very coherent and all that kind of stuff as well. So, uh, you know, just pick up that set of four and maybe a couple of other characters or something, and away you go, really. There's a wee love letter to Hero Quest there. <laughs> it truly is, like so the wee goblins with yeah. the, the scimitars. Yeah, above their heads, yeah. Coming at you with their curvy swords. Wave. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's cavemen. Channel your inner war zone. Oh, there we go. That's what Andrea calls me. <laughs> the thing as well to remember is, that as, as, as I said at the beginning, like, Dark Art have been around for a really long time and they're continuing to bring stuff out uh, yeah. and I don't see them stopping anytime soon. So if you're interested in this and you want to go and check it out, make sure to go and delve Zip into their store. And the see Absolutely. Around, so. Sending all my love to the crew at Dark Heart and Boris, we love you. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I also really like this. The, the little sort of tricks and tips for working on your models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they them. also have downloads. So photography back. I also love the way he, he spells might. <laughs> Here's a few tips that might help. <laughs> no, no need to waste extra letters. It costs a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think <laughs> it, was, it was written by, by old SMS. <laughs> Medieval dead art booklet is available Ooh. in PDF for a shiny pound, I believe. Oh, wow. So these are ones that came courtesy of their Kickstarter. So you can get things like twisted soundscapes. And the arena of doom but yeah there's some cracking stuff in there nice definitely a really good collection and we've barely touched the surface yeah <laughs> haven't even touched the sides touch the sides yes that's the way <laughs> graveyard scenery mixing them after stuff yeah look uh, a bit later in this show i'm actually getting the chance to do a bit of a warren meets matt and this stuff would go with it perfectly oh yeah so, oh, yeah. yeah yeah filling out your See, dungeon Mm-hmm. This is what I always say. You see little incidental pieces like this. They make your maps and your, your games look lived in. You know, they do absolutely nothing in game, but they're nice for nice's sake. Say that. That's cover that is right there or difficult <laughs> ground. It's either slowing you down or letting you hide behind us or in one uh, case. Or something that you road. drop on to the center of a table during an RPG, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you have entered a room... Uh, here, have a look. There's a couple of bits and pieces in there. You know? It's like a sarcophagus. I'm sure it's not filled with anything. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> going to jump out of that. <laughs> I wonder if, if you had this stuff, paint it up, varnish nicely, could you pop it all in a bag and just do like random generation for a dungeon room? I wonder, Jerry, if you go back a couple the there, mm-hmm. right? Um, next one across. Other, other next one across. Your other left. Keep going. Next one. That's it there. I wonder, is that an anatomically correct rising mummy? Because I've heard stories. <laughs> you never know. Only one way to find out. Buy it. Buy your own mummy. Well, buy it and unwrap <laughs> that mummy. <laughs> right. 
So there that you was it. a fantastic trip there, Ben. Love that. Absolutely love that. Thank you for that, my man. You two can get mugged down memory lane at darkartstudios.co.uk. <laughs> uh, we shall take a little swish and come back with the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the Muck news <laughs> okay we are back and ready to dive as ben would say yeah. into the news yeah. or belly flop <laughs> as i would do a big belly flop into the puddle of news all head over uh see, <laughs> head I, just, over I imagine jerry doing that onto like an old goblin regiment <laughs> could do, could do. more regularly would do it into like you know some sort of body of water rather than <laughs> All the toys, rather but, you than know. Scrooge McDucking into, yeah. <laughs> into your pile of shame. Yeah. Ow, ow. Nothing shame based about that. Yeah. Uh, we are kicking mm. things off with some wiki wiki wah wah. We are, yeah. So this is a funky one because these this is a company that is so new they don't even have a website yet. Wow. <laughs> nice. So this is a potential indie of the week for the future. But uh, hang on, they if, they, if they don't have a website yet, how did you hear about them? Facebook. That's how we hear about everything these days. Oh, God. Facebook. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this is Black Sheep Miniatures, who are set up in Bonnie, Scotland, uh, above uh-huh. us here in the UK. Uh, and they have been working on their first range of miniatures. They're going to be introduced to the tabletop very, very soon. And um, they've just got their first um, molds and stuff from Pendraken, which is very nice. So they've already been working with a bunch of other people uh, to get everything off the ground. But this is their, the start of their collection that they've been working on. So you have the Vaqueros, who are your sort of cowboys that they've been working on. Um, this is a sort of harking back to a lot of the Spaniards that would have been fighting it out on the frontiers of the Wild West. And you've got two different sets of those for you to dive into, which is really cool. All of them in different poses and styles. And what, what I really like about this is that it's it's cowboys, but done it from a different perspective, because you tend to see that sort of classic, almost Hollywood style. This fancy um, coat. When these guys have got fancy coats and tassels and all that kind of stuff as well, and those really cool hats, big beards and awesome guns and everything. Yeah, like, I was about yeah. to say uh, an ancestor of Jerry's. <laughs> there will always be a Jerry in every miniature collection. Every, every collection so, always yeah, has so. one, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they can then obviously go up against the banditos, so you've got those to play around with. So you've got these ones here with the big sombreros and the uh, the massive ponchos that are just crying out for someone to attempt some free hand on them. I wish you well. Uh, mm-hmm. if you do decide to do so but i also like the look of these being used as kind of like um bank robbers and that kind of thing that are hiding their guns underneath them and then whipping them out ready for a shoot oh we'll get to the bank stuff. robbers oh yeah one so of the cool. bank robbers is from northern ireland i'll let warren guess which one it is oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes yeah, so you've got the banditos there which are really awesome uh in two different flavors you've got them with the bandoliers over their chests which a lot of people They're are very great. familiar with and that yeah, kind that, of stuff that, that's the classic yeah. look for these guys it really least, is yeah. as i always remember them from old movies yeah yeah it's what you would have seen in spaghetti westerns and that kind of stuff which i think is really nice and i love that they've got they've still got their revolvers on their hips and everything as well as having the rifles so you've got a good way to kind of like um arm them and stuff when it comes to the skirmish games that you're playing which i think mm. is really cool mm. uh, and again just really nice detail worked into all the facial features and the, and the hair and everything as well which will really make all these models pop uh the bank robbers kicking ass and taking names <laughs> <laughs> have you spotted them <laughs> hey <laughs> 
So, yeah, you've got oh. a bunch of them, and then you've got the Irish guy. No. <laughs> uh, now, now um, here's the thing: that guy had to turn to his missus or something. And go here, darling. I need a balaclava. What for? Oh, it's getting cold outside. It's the middle of summer. Is that dreadlocks hanging out underneath that balaclava? I think it's just long hair. Yeah, it's just long hair. <laughs> <laughs> but the, what I think is really nice about these is that I love that they're shown in the action of robbing oh, yeah, a bank, c- carrying yeah, so, away, sacks of yeah. loot. And I, I, just, I, I can't thing, work out who it is. Is like Jerry Marley or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, re, the, the thing that I always love about seeing Wild West stuff is that it immediately starts triggering things in my mind of how would you set up cool scenarios for these. And I was thinking of really awesome bank jobs where obviously you could have them running out of there with the loot and getting chased by cowboys and all that kind of stuff. Or do them as train robbers who have like broken into the mail car and they're taking all of the loot and sort of fighting their way down the train, train to get off the board and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that'd Just be a train on the table. That's all you're after. Yeah. It's, it's always so evocative when you see Wild West stuff. And it, I, I always think to myself, why am I not playing more of this? But uh, yeah, really amazing sculptures you can see over the bank robbers. And then You need to listen to more Willie Nelson, man. If you, <laughs> if you put Willie Nelson on during the day, yeah. that will give you everything you need to go and start playing this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, you've also, you've also this got your, feels like the clan McCabe. Yes, it's clan McCabe who are fed up of you stealing all their stuff. Um, so these are your prospectors. I like the idea of them being neither good nor evil. They're just really annoyed that you've broken into their mind to try and steal their gold. And they're going to beat you up with pickaxes and shovels. Get off my claim. So get off my claim, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sound familiar, Jerry? <laughs> you know, if you run them as wild mountain men, a dead yes. man's hand. Yeah. They're perfect for that. Also, if you run them as wild mountain men, you'll just upset a lot of people because that's a bit <laughs> of a filth list. It's impossible to break them. You just have to put them all down for good. Uh-huh. Well, they come uh, at you well, with just a pickaxe. Filled up on unknown moonshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so this is the range that they've shown off in their previews so far over on Facebook. Um, there'll be a link down below so you can go and check out a new story about them and you can Sweet. follow it through to their socials and that kind of thing. Cool. But as I say, Fingers crossed for more from these guys because they look amazing and Wonder I can't wait to Wonder see watch. Are they doing so. a game system or is it just a range of miniatures? Uh, as far as I know, it's just miniatures so far, but we shall see. We shall okay. see. Are they going to be resin or metal? Um, as far as I know, they're going to be metal. Should be metal uh, if, if Pendragon's yeah. doing the, uh, the casting for them. Casting, yeah. So. That makes so, a lot of sense. Lovely. Metal, and from the look of them, I would assume probably one piece as well for the most part. Um, maybe yeah. with separate guns potentially on some maybe of the Maybe an arm. But yeah, maybe an arm or two. But there we go. Time will tell. I'm sure I'll, I'll we, we, you know whatever I get. <laughs> oh, yeah. There will be no. Uh, there will be have more you news. Pre-ordered. On them, so. <laughs> well, you know, I need more for my um, Dead Man's Hand. Of games, course, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's plenty of good Wild West games out there to give a shot. Yeah, other games exist. I'm just not playing any of those. Dead Man's <laughs> Hand. Buy Dead Man's Hand. If you're not playing Dead Man's it Hand, it is very good. It's very good. What are you doing in your lives? One of my favorites for Wild West was Warhammer Historical. It was always a good system. And it's great. I've got every book of it up there. Legends However, the if I want West. to introduce somebody else to it, mm. then they've got to go into eBay and pay a fortune to get the book. Whereas Dead yep, Man's fair. Hand, still in yep, print. Still available. Yeah, fair. And Grace, fair. Great Escaper, a fantastic. Great Escaper, great. Yeah, okay, what's next? Uh, so next up, we're getting super herified because uh, mm-hmm. we're diving into the world of Marvel Crisis Protocol because they've shot it off a couple of the new previews they're going to be dropping for early 2023. Right. Um, so leading the way, we have a couple of additional new characters that are going to be showing up. 
so yes uh more web warriors i guess although uh with a slight of a different bent up into space perhaps because uh, you have agent venom swimming swinging into the action alongside spider woman there so if you want to take if you want to keep new york safe and also the rest of the galaxy you have those options um so for those people who don't know agent venom is flash thompson who you might remember as the bully who um, beat up Peter Parker in school, <laughs> or was played um, by uh, Mike Manganiello, who is also a very famous D&D guy, but there we go, uh, as well as being an actor, of course. Um, but yes, um, looking very awesome there with all of the guns, because why not make Venom even cooler than by adding guns? True. I also quite, I like, I quite like this, the, the model looks like he's like, give me my gun. Why are you taking it away from me? Simbio? Yeah, up here. It's like, give it back. <laughs> I was going to kill somebody with my that. Tu- my turn. My turn. Uh, uh, the other cool thing about Agent Venom, as I was saying there, is that uh, he can join the Guardians of the Galaxy because he actually traveled with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, qu- question. Has anyone here watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas? So special you have yet? a bunch of those. I have seen it. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. I love Kevin Bacon. He's amazing. <laughs> he makes a Kevin, great Christmas yeah. gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I will also say that Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon has become a lot easier after watching that film. So there we go. So. <laughs> but anyway, uh, as well as Agent Venom, you also have uh, uh, Spider-Woman as well, jumping into the fray. Um, so if you wanted to play as Jessica Drew, then you have the option to do that as well. She has her awesome sort of Spider-Venom powers, which you can use to kind of like uh, de- um, incapacitate her enemies and all that kind of good stuff. So it'll be a very nice fit alongside the rest of the Web Warriors because they are also working on some more of those. So they have bundled together some of the previous releases into a new affiliation pack, which comes with Peter Parker, Miles Morales, both of them obviously are Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, alongside, um, I was going to call her Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gwen. But, it's, but it's Ghost Spider. <laughs> yeah, it's Spider-Gwen. It's Spider-Gwen, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Venom kicking ass as well in the background. So one of the nice things about Marvel Crisis Protocol is that you can bring together uh, whichever models you like, but if you bring together certain affiliations, you get a really awesome bonus power. And so this one allows you to bring all of those models together in one pack without having to scout them from different ones. And then you can just use the affiliation cards to bring them together as a proper team tactics collection. Especially with that Spider-Man being only available in the core set. Yes, you don't exactly. want the core set, but just yeah. want to do the Spider-Friends. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. it's a big chunk of money to get one model. So. And also, one of the things I really like about this is that I think, I mean, I quite like all of the Marvel Crisis Protocol models for mm. the most part. But I think a lot of the stuff they've done for Spider-Man and also for the um, the, the Spider-Foes as well, which we'll talk about in a second, mm. uh, I think they've done a really good job on the sculpts and making them feel dynamic and interesting because one of the things you want with Spider-Man is you want him to feel like he's in the moment of doing something. You don't want to be like standing still with his, you know, thumb yes. off his arse or something. You want him to actually be doing something, and I think they've done a really good job of that. And I think Venom's fantastic in that collection as well. Quipping um, away. Quipping, quipping away. Quip, quip, quip. Honestly, I wish they had done the regular Spider-Man for this one as the one from the the Miles Morales movie, where he's just got that little paunch. <laughs> old Peter Parker, old yes. depressed Peter Parker is what yes, you want. Yes, right? yes, yes. That's Get the, the one I like. Peter and make Parker. Him, yeah. <laughs> Um, as, as as well as Spider-Man and some of uh, his companions, we also have a Spider-Foe, as I was saying. So mm. uh, Rhino is also going to be charging into the action. And I am so glad that they went with old school Rhino rather than the one in like the mech suit. I love the grafted skin. It looks like I'm inside 
a rhino version of him that gives us very Ace Ventura vibes, if you thought about like Scooby. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, but no, Ben. Uh, but a really awesome big model. Looks fantastic. I think they've done a really good, nice job with this one with the details and, and, and the sculpting on this. I like the pose as well, where he's smashing the street to pieces. Yeah, kind of I'm, I'm sorry. I can't get it out of my head, the image of you inside. <laughs> No, the rhino version no, of him. No, no, no. <laughs> Warren, Warren, thankfully that suit doesn't ex- exist. And even like, if it did, you can't make me. Like <laughs> ducking. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just shows off the kind of stuff that they've been doing for this. And this now means that I think the Spider-Man and Spider-Foes collection has grown quite substantially now that you could do a very good mix of them on the tabletop and basically just play out a lot of the fighting in New York, essentially. Are as, all as, the Insidious Six out yet? The Sinister Six. No, so uh, I don't think all of them are. I think they've done a fair chunk of them because you've got Doc Ock and Rhino. Um, Mysterio's out. Mysterio is out as well. Green Goblin. Mm. Oh, uh, one of the Goblins is out. I can't remember if it's Hob or Green. I don't think they've done Scorpion yet, but that Mm. certainly gives them a lot of sort of room to do some interesting Mm. things. And the other thing that I think is quite nice about this is that it kind of gives us a good idea of kind of where they're going next year. If they're bringing out a lot more of this Spider-Man stuff, maybe we're going to see a little bit more of a focus on Earth and New York and that kind of thing. I'd love to see them do more terrain sets and stuff. I think it would be quite nice because they did a few of them when they started and then they did the kind of Thanos space version and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I'd love them to come back to vehicles and all that kind of thing and incidental bits so that when you pick up and dive into Marvel Crisis Protocol, you can get all the stuff that you can then throw at each other in the game. Because we've played a couple of Let's Plays of of Crisis Protocol now, and it's a really fun little system. Mm -hmm. They're updating it all the time and changing things. Oh, that's something to mention. Those new sets for the Web Warriors come with the updated cards for the characters. Ah. So if you're interested in picking up Spider-Man, he comes with a couple of different bonuses and tweaks here and there that kind of uh, work for him really nicely. So yeah, uh, I think you're right there. A few more scenery packs would be good because yeah. it's it's so intrinsic to the game mechanic of actually mm-hmm. either throwing people into a wall or hitting them repeatedly over the head. <laughs> or the bringing something down on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, throwing a dumpster into someone's face. Yeah, yeah you really need to... Uh, to have those bits and bobs so yeah more of that please not mm, sure what they'll enough. do mind you but more of us well i've been playing marvel snap recently and i've been enlightened to a whole host of different it, like it's a new, it's a new mobile game don't worry <laughs> okay right but, but Jerry, I've, uh, Jerry here's up i've been i've been in, i've been inducted to a whole world of different marvel characters so there's plenty of them to dive into and have fun with. oh god yeah yeah <laughs> very, very much is yeah <laughs> right uh Stopping the Marvel nonsense and heading off to the past. Yes. Taking a look at the big bad world of Ziggurats. Yeah. Um, So Lucid Eye have released a huge mound of metal for you to go and pick up for those people diving into their Rome collection. Uh, Now, while it's called Rome, um, the collection is very much more focused on just the ancient world at Mm -hmm. large, as it says, and the wars of the Middle Sea, the Mediterranean. Around the Med. (laughs) Have fun in the Med. Um, so yes, we've got a new model for Alexander the Great there, looking very nice, um, which matches his mounted version that mm. was uh, available a couple of months ago. So you've now got the on-foot version of Alexander to throw into the mix if you wanted to start conquering large swathes of Europe and moving off into India and, mm. and the rest of Asia. So you've got a very nice model for him, especially with that nice helmet. I really like that design. With his little lion head and little I tiny wings. That. It's fantastic, yeah. 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 My favourite model from the collection uh, of what they've done recently is this new Roman general. Uh, right. I think they've just sort of I mean, nailed nice. 
that Roman look. He's got that big, strong jaw, the proper big nose, the hair and everything. He looks like one of those statues that you would have seen, you know, like lining the roads and stuff in, in yeah. Rome. And things. It's a good good use for him, paint him up like exactly. a statue. You could do him as a statue, yeah. yeah. And then you've also got his bully boy bodyguard that I like to think of next to him. And yeah. so if you don't follow the commander's word, he then beats you up and makes sure you do it or some, blows some a whistle in your ear or something. I, yeah. I look at him and I just think, it's Christmas bonus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some very nice stuff there for Roman leaders to, mm. to sort of take things forward there. Then, who would have thought there's a lot of different types of hoplite? <laughs> I would have. <laughs> so yeah. Well, is there and, the hop so- light, the hop medium, medium and the hop heavy? Uh, very oh, good God. I didn't realize you got hoplites in German helmets. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. The Stellhelm had to come from somewhere. Yeah. So these are the, and I'm going to get it wrong, Boetian hoplites. Boetian. Uh-huh. It's pretty close to what I go with, yeah. Uh, Boetian hoplites. They've also got the Chalcidian. <laughs> That's the more lyrical way of saying it. Yeah. Uh, the Chalcidian ones there, which they're, I, I assume this is very much to do with their health. Chalcidian. Oh, no, oh, they have, they have got this weird kind of like a fortress within the. I want to say Theban area. Right, okay. Uh-huh. That would make but sense. the the, yeah. the Caldeo, it was taken by the Spartans at one point. Uh-huh. In a, uh, of course it in, was. A, weirdly, in a not militaristic way, they just kind of marched in one day and went, yeah, we're here to help you and we're not leaving. Um, oh, there uh, you go. Uh, by the way, Because the, the Botation League um, was the likes of uh, Pericles and... Oh, right. I can't remember his name, but they, they were the ones who put together a massive, like a ridiculous phalanx, the Sacred Band, and and um, oh. ruffle stomp the Spartans, so that these guys would be sort of a lot of the smaller city states who mostly got right. stomped either by Athens or Sparta because uh-huh. they were constantly warring and all cool. the smaller states in the middle either ended up having to join one side or the other <sighs> and just get rolled. And eventually they just went, you know what? If we join up, there's more of us than both of them. <laughs> Um, we can seriously lay some some hurt on them. Nice. So you, what, what you're saying is this is the period of history where Leonidas Bush decided that I'm coming in to liberate you and you will in, you will like it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. We also had the nice. Hellenistics as well. Mm. So you've got those options to sort of dive into. Ah, I see, they're badass. Look at them. That's a proper helmet design. Unlike that weird <laughs> helmet design of the previous guys. Well, look, okay. So yeah, that one. What on earth is that? Is that like a pillow or a beret? <laughs> Or yeah, they, what they are, the, is they are the French hoplites, but they all wear beret on top. Yeah, this is it. They're, you know, they're, they're too busy drinking wine. <laughs> I think that's the case for many people in the ancient world. <laughs> so, so, so hang on, hang on. If they die, they will die well dressed. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Let's see the Thracians. There's also the Thracians. Yeah, so you got those. <laughs> <laughs> that, and you'll enjoy that. I believe that's called a Phrygian helm. Oh, just okay. frigging in the rigging. Yeah. <laughs> no, is it just me or are all the bodies and weapons identical and it's just the the, the helmets that are changing here? Pretty well, much. in ancient them. Greece, Justin, yeah. you know, the, it was all about the helmet, mate. Yeah, it really was. Historically accurate from months of research on Warren's part here, folks. No, no, I'm telling you, man. This is historical fact. Ancient yeah. Greece, believe it or not, on every level was all about the helmet. It really like, was. Okay, it okay. just was all about the helmet. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, they didn't really also, change much armor-wise. That's true. Mm. Yeah, there's princeps. The, the princeps as well. So this is the third set of those. So it, they, they there's a hairy helmet. The, they yeah. then mix with the first two sets, so that you've then got uh, a different collection of them. So if you're building a larger unit, then you can sort of take the three, mix them up, play around with them, which I think is quite nice. 
Um, so this is basically a good collection for those people who want to build on their ancient war bands and all that kind of stuff. Or if you're just using, thinking about getting into something like Saga. Exactly. Yeah, for mm. example. Perfect for it. Because uh-huh. yeah. they're like, in packs question. of four and everything like that. So. Yes. Because this is lots of smaller city-states getting together, banding together, I'm assuming you can sort of mix and match these miniatures inside units. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like yeah. I've done here. Yeah, because citizen soldiers, they have to pay for their own gear from somewhere mm-hmm. so you know depending on whether you're at the cutting edge of fashion and armor you might be wearing the latest togs or you might just um be carrying around your your father's shield and wearing an, a, a helmet that's a century out of date and have yeah. no new yeah. gear at all because you're getting your yeah. ass stomped on it's okay. a really nice little set i really yeah. like see that the uh fall of bell mm-hmm. the, the the guy at the front right of this front um little that's phalanx cool i love that model and that's what that, that's one of the things I wanted to raise with this, and the the fact that why the reason why Jerry's brought this up is that that Rome collection is very historical, essentially. Yeah. But yeah. they've also got this Ziggurat collection, which kind of does historical, but also does that kind of semi mythical <laughs> fantasy yeah. element as well. So if you wanted to do see people something like Saga, for example, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, and dive in and play it historically, you can do that. But then one of the nice things about Saga is that it has Age of Magic, but it also has the element of that kind of semi mythical thing going on so if you wanted to dive in and add centaurs and gorgons and all that kind of thing lucid i do those mm. so you can do nice. mythical fantasy ancient bronze age warfare on the tabletop uh, and play around with that and of course a lot of this stuff kind of has that kind of conan-esque feel to it as well so if you wanted to throw him into there and do like some hyperborea stuff and things you could definitely do. getting you jason and the argonaut Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Hunting down fleeces, killing hydras, yeah. all that kind of good stuff. It's called Ziggurat. Now, Ziggurat was a building from the Sumerians, was it not? Yep. The, the Sumerians built the Ziggurat. I just yep. want to ask something. Sumerian wargaming. So if you were doing the Babylonians and the Sumerians, mm-hmm. you know, whenever we talk about ancient wargaming and you see a Roman, he's actually really modern compared to... Yep. A Sumerian all that, all or that a Babylonian. Was ancient compare it comparably. <laughs> so, like, they were ancient to an ancient Roman, if you know what I mean. But they're not considered prehistory, are they? They're, they're not prehistoric Sumerian gaming. No, because, and well, would it be biblical, first, early first biblical, pre biblical? Well, you know, because I know we have a biblical period there as well. They wouldn't be far off the biblical because you've got the sea peoples in there who stomped on most civilizations, right? Yeah. Med, um, which come in that point. And then if you want to get involved in Sumer laying siege to everybody around them, mm-hmm. including the Canaanites and uh, the Hebrews and all the rest. So yeah, your your biblical period would be good for See, girl guards, I told you this show would be good for you. <laughs> so, yeah, What's next? Board with those. An, an amazing collection. Make sure to go and check out Lucy Die. They do fantastic stuff. Mm. Uh, but yes, um, we're then moving on to a little bit of Grimdark and some role playing stuff um, because mm-hmm. Cubicle 7 have now released, at least digitally, their new starter set for Wrath and Glory, which we have played here on the channel and had fun with when we were being orcs. That was good. Mm. <laughs> we caused all, all kinds of chaos in that. Um, but the new starter set is out digitally for you to dive into and have fun with. Um, this comes with a whole host of pre-generated characters for you to take on uh, and play the role of in your games, as well as a fully designed campaign which is called Traitor's Hymn for you to dive in and have fun with. 
The um, idea of this is that it's diving into playing Wrath and Glory and learning as you play. So you don't actually have to do any prep if you're the GM. Obviously, a little bit of reading might be handy if you dive into the Flotilla book, which is their kind of settings book. But essentially, you can just dive in and from session to session, just learn and dive into the mechanics slowly one by one before you get more uh, sort of akin with the game and just sort of play it offhand. What's really nice about Wrath and Glory as a system is that it's very bombastic. Um, It's very much you are the heroes and everyone else is just sidelined in your amazing story. So you are going to be out playing as larger than life characters. There's like a space marine scout in there, a psyker, a sister of battle, rogue traders and all that kind of good stuff. And you are very much the guys that blow people up and John Wick everybody, basically, which I think is really nice. Uh, and this kind of gives you license to do that in a starter set format. Um, as I say, it comes with that adventure fee to start playing through, which will last a couple of, couple of sessions. But then what's really nice about that is the flotilla book that comes alongside it comes with all the setting information for playing your games within the Gilead system and then going beyond it. And one of the things that I really like about the Cubicle 7 start sets, and it's one that something that I think I've seen a lot of people doing in their own start sets, is basically saying, here's the starting point. But once you've finished with this, there's loads of extra for you to do. I had, I had a really good time with the one fantasy one when I played that. And the Age of Sigma one is just the same as well. It opens up a whole host of different opportunities for you to carry on doing good stuff with it. And this one's pretty much the same. Um, as I say, the digital version of this is available now for you to pre-order. So if you want to dive in and pick this up, you can get all the different bits and you can print them off or just use it digitally on your tablets and that kind of stuff if you want to. And the physical version of the set, which will then come with obviously those lovely little dice and that kind of thing, will be available next year, sort of around kind of spring, summertime. So if you wanted to dive into a bit, doing a bit of grim dark role playing with some physical components, I have you to can say that then as well. It's a beautiful dream that your players... <laughs> will only do weird stuff in the order that the scenario thinks they're going to do weird stuff. Well, that so is you don't true. have to, you don't have to learn in advance. Like, <laughs> I don't need to learn what space travel's like. They're not going to do that immediately. Why have they broken uh, off the flotilla? What I are mean, they doing? I, I will say, just anyone playing through this, be wary of the Psyker. I have played a Psyker once in this system. <laughs> be wary of the Psyker. Uh, let's just say there were a lot of moments of, oops. They're already vetted. If they weren't, they'd have been I don't care the if they're vetted. I accidentally summoned demons. Yeah, you accidentally. Well, no, you've been accidentally. Yes, yeah. there's no accident there. Yeah. Somebody should take you. I can give you a bolt around to the back of the head. It's yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened in session two when I made my new character. Mm. Um, so yeah, as I say, sets available digitally if you dive into it. Have fun with Wrath and Glory. There is loads of Wrath and Glory stuff out there for you to play with already. If you wanted to give that a go, I will say me and Jerry got to sit down with Cubicle Seven and talk about Imperium Maledictum, and that video will be coming out very soon. Uh, where we talked about their new D100 Warhammer 40,000 role-playing game, which is very cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. So watch out for that, because we have a nice discussion with Podrick from Cuba 7 about that. I was very good. I asked all my tons gentle questions off-camera afterwards, so (laughs) don't get distracted in the middle of the interview. We didn't annoy Games Workshop, so it's all good. Well done, me. Well done, me. Right. Um, Unpronounceable announces something to do with Gloomhaven. Yes, so Cephalofair, which sure. is the company behind the number one board so. game in the world, Gloomhaven, Rest have uh, deci- <laughs> have decided that they're going to be working on a new role-playing game. So this one's a little bit of quick news because it was only just announced this week. Um, but all of the card-driven, awesome, low-look style gaming that you like from Gloomhaven and Jaws of the Lion and Frosthaven, which is coming out as well, is going to be packed into this new role-playing game. 
no, yes. I, I had a friend who played him. He's essentially a big collection of bugs that is just one being. He's very cool. I kind of um, like the cat paladin. Exactly, yeah. Um, so they are going to be taking all of the different lineages and classes that you know from uh, Gloomhaven and putting them into a melting pot so that you can make all the different characters that you want. So you can make orchids and all that kind of stuff. Orchids the one on the, the left there with a the big, huge piece of rock that they've, well, crystal that right. they've picked up. I thought an orchid very was nice. a very expensive plant. Uh, it's hard too. to look after. That too, yeah. Apparently um, it's a, but, a giant purple lady who's going to smash you with a big piece yeah. of amethyst. Uh, and then they're taking the card-based combat from Gloomhaven and mm. using that as the core mechanic in their role-playing game. Now, I I heard about uh, there was a D&D system years ago called the Saga system, I believe, which was used alongside Dragonlance, which was all card-based. Mm-hmm. And it was all focused on the idea of pushing forward the narrative and that kind of thing, and all being very much focused on player choice. And everyone was talking in the comments and on social media, they're like, where have they gone with card-based? Just use dice. And I was like, it's been done before, you bozos. It's fine. Just run with it. Um, and oh, so I think you had that, well, actually. Moment. Well, I, I did the well, actually, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and the thing that I... I really like is that I love Gloomhaven. As I said, I think it was um, in the XLBS last week. Completed it. Completed, completed it, mate. Uh, done the done Jaws of the Line. Can't wait, can't wait for Frosthaven. Going to be fantastic. And I think that card system is going to be so cool in a role-playing game. The other really nice thing about that is that they've said that the card-based system being sort of integral to the mechanics means that your characters from the role-playing game and therefore from the board game are going to be cross-compatible. So if you've played through Gloomhaven and you've got your favorite Inox Barbarian or whatever that you want to use in the role-playing game, just take his deck of cards, add the new ones in that they've added, that they're bringing out with the role-playing game, and away you go. And similarly, you can play the role-playing game and you've got your favorite character, move them into the board game, which I think is really nice. Uh, a new way to this, play. Uh, this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be coming to back a kit in April 2023 alongside, and there should be a link for this as well, a set of miniatures that they're also developing for the world of Gloomhaven. Now, one of the things I really like about Gloomhaven is that the miniature level is quite low in that I only had to paint maybe 10 models Mm -hmm. and then my friends would leave me alone um, because everything else was standees. Um, And they would always get on my case about how they weren't painted, but there we go. Um, So they're all done anyway. Moving on from that, they're going to be now making a whole host of miniatures to go alongside everything that has been available for Gloomhaven up until this point. So if you want to replace all of your standees and everything like that with new models, you can do that. I'm going to make sure that my friends never see this, so I will never have to paint this. So there we go. But uh, yeah, they're going to be doing all of the characters and all of the monsters from Gloomhaven, everything from Jaws of the Lion and also from the new Frosthaven as well. So if you want to pick up all of that stuff, you can dive in and have fun with it. When the backer kit goes live next year in April, I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more information on this as we move forwards. Fish pig dog. Yeah. And a piranha, piranha pig. Excellent. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Add me a piranha pig. Why did you not? Why bury the lead? <laughs> when a, when a company has released a piranha pig. Start with the piranha pig. Start with the piranha pig. <laughs> you should have led the bet. Oh, I guess I know what I'm having to put on the cover image now. Yeah. Prada yeah, pig, Prada Homer magic, so. with Prada pig <laughs> up over the roof. Yeah, but yeah, Fast brilliant stuff there from yeah. Cephalofair, and uh, can't wait to see what they do next. Isaac oh. Childress, you're a mad genius. There we go. I like it. I like I like <laughs> the cards as well um, mm. because while D100 is a great system that more people should use, uh, people tend to be stuck on this terrible D20, and it's just roll a single dice all the time, and it's very dull. 
and I wouldn't even say it's particularly predictable. I, I, it's just very I, dull. A lot so of people have been like, why didn't you up? just make a D&D module? And I was like, oh, no, God. but that doesn't fit the themes of what they want to do. No. Yeah, <laughs> They want to make a specific game with a specific feel, and this is why you use the cards to do yeah. it. Yeah, and it, they also want the two game engines to be able to interlock and work exactly. together. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Even if they didn't want that, I'm, I have no problem with a RPG changing up the mechanics and way you play to make it more in keeping with the theme or uh, feel that they want to do even yeah. if I they were using cards but didn't work with the board game wouldn't have minded but hey ho uh finishing things off for the juice this week then ben. yes uh so our obligatory visit to the world of games workshop Do but this one's to. themed because of course i had to talk about it because <laughs> i can't not uh, so the Middle Earth range is getting its full proper release with the new box set and everything this weekend. So if you want to pre-order, we actually have a bunch of them still available over on the store uh, right now. So if you want to get your hands on Battle of Oscariath, we have like seven or eight of them. I may have bought one. I did. Um, but anyway, seven. <laughs> I'm waiting for my candy, Shay. Send me candy. But anyway, uh, in addition to the release of the Battle of Oscariath set properly, which is going to be available for everyone now, rather than just being stuck in that pre- sort of pre-order mm. period that it was. You're also able to get your hands on the rules manual separately, weirdly, both physically and digitally. There we go. I thought they'd Some stop doing like that, digital. but there we go. I thought they'd stop doing it. I don't. I, I like that it's digital, but I thought they'd stop doing it, but there we go. So you're able to get your hands on the rules manual, which isn't a new edition of the game, just before mm. anyone goes, oh my God, <laughs> it's just got the tweaks and the errata and the FAQ stuff in there built into the book so you don't have to worry about having to find, scout that out on pieces of paper and that kind of thing which is quite and nice instead of having two books it's one book I'm assuming because it's the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings uh, well so the that contains all of the rules for the core game and then you need to buy armies of the armies of the Lord of the Rings and armies of the Hobbit uh, I can show it off here <laughs> here I'll are the books you have to get separately he's just on a jerry I've just done a jerry yeah mm. so this comes with all the arm, all the profiles for Lord of the Rings and then there's a Hobbit one which I don't have uh, so I haven't done a full jerry um, which uh, allows you to never, uh, go, ne- full never go full Jerry. Speaking as Jerry, <laughs> never <laughs> go full Jerry. <laughs> it gives you all the profiles for the Hobbit and that kind of stuff as well. Um, cool. But anyway, in addition to the rule book, they're also bringing out a set of themed dice. I may be buying a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the new Rohan dice, the Ministeris dice, uh, the Isengard dice, and the Mordor dice, which are all themed to, funnily enough, the battle hosts that came out a couple of months ago, which are very good value for money if you want to dive in and have fun well, they are playing within the game. Money range. Oh yes, very much so. Uh, and what's quite nice about this is that a lot of people have been like, "Oh, you only get a few dice in the get in this set," but that's because you don't actually roll buckets of dice in Middle Earth. You're at most rolling maybe three or four, perhaps. So it's actually quite a nice little set for you to pick up and have fun with, especially if you really like Rohan, which I do. So I'm buying some. But there we go. <laughs> uh, and then capping things off. Uh, there's a little bit of a Forge mm. World release, which is a bit weird and special, uh, but they're going to be re-releasing the Invisible Ring Bearers set in clear resin. So if nice. you want to so get your hands on Bilbo, both young and old, alongside Frodo Baggins, uh, Gollum sneaking around on a rock, and Isildur before he gets shot in the back by orcs, uh, then you have some options there for you to pick up and add into your games. Uh, you could also just put a base with a couple of little footprints on it, as a lot of people did, um, which is quite nice. But there you go. You have that option as well if you are a little bit of a fan and want to pick up more stuff from Forge World. I am crossing my fingers and my toes that we're going to be getting some new supplements in the new year. I really want to see a Last Alliance supplement with amazing new elves and Numenorians and Anarion. 
who is the brother of Isildur, who didn't get a model, even though he's in the book. Sure. I would sure. like to have you him. You know what the philosopher well. Mick Jagger once said? <laughs> you don't always get what you want. That's that's true. That's true. But we right. shall see. But anyway, there we go. Games Workshop stuff. Go and pre-order. Stored it on tabletop. Bing, bing, bing. Bye, merch. <laughs> right. That wraps us up for the news. Warren, you've been taking a look at Luke. So Luke Battlemart have three new products for you guys to get a look at. And in this one, I'm going to take a look at um, this one in the middle. Okay, so let me move these out of the way. So this is the Castles, Crypts and Caverns. It's a two book set. And let's get a look at it. Now Jerry has very kindly done me a little running order uh, of notes. So this is on pre-order at the moment, guys. So if you want this to get stuck in, it's a two-book set. It comes in a soft slip case. Ooh, very nice. You can get a little idea of some of the, the maps at the back there. Um, you can, it's the, the typical stuff. It's a lay flat, wipe clean. Each is a 12 by 12 inch map. Um, the books together can create that kind of two foot by two foot. Easy storable, one inch grid throughout, uh, beautifully detailed maps. Basically, you get to explore the grounds of a castle. So let's get a look through this and see just what we're dealing with here. So we start with our fairly generic grid. So if you've got uh, ideas of your own of what you want to do inside the grounds of a castle, there you go, you can get stuck in. Here we have the throne room. So do you know what? In that case, I would run it kind of like that. So I would have, I would replace this with a, with an iron kind of throne of swords, very House of the Dragon orientated, which I may say I have started watching again. I enjoyed the series so much. I went back in for another round of it. Here we have into uh, corridors and individual rooms. And once again, there's all sorts of ways that you can kind of outrun this. So if you wanted to, you could kind of run it like that. That's why these are so good for your RPG sessions. Um, me and the kids use these um, a lot because what, what I'll find is as a busy dad, I don't have a huge amount of time for actually setting up a pile of stuff. So I rely on these quite heavily these days. Check that out. So obvious entry point coming in here across the drawbridge. And then you can have various encounters um, as you go through, um, which really, really good. Uh, it is really good. And the one inch grid, everything's there. And the detail um, is beautiful. But more importantly than that is the color. It's the vibrancy of it. And it's a really good size. You know, I've, I've really come into this kind of two by two uh, kind of thing uh, more recently because I have a gaming table and stuff like that. But more often than not, 
the kids will say, uh, you know, after tea time or something like that, they're, oh, can we do, can we play something before we go to bed? This, I have one of these, a double set that actually just sits up in my dining room. And I grab that, grab a couple of characters, a couple of monsters, and I just wing it, just wing it. But look at that there. You know, here we have the feasting hall connected to the, the kind of the grand table. So you can have your, your king and all here and then your, your knights and everything. Or here, Justin is, Justin is smiling at you, grinning at me. What is it, Justin? What have I missed? That's a kitchen. Oh, is that a kitchen? Well, it shows how much uh, experience I have with the kitchen whenever I couldn't identify a kitchen. I can, however, identify a sexy reading room. What would you call that? That would be that would be the kind of room that me and you would retire to, Justin, and have our vodka martinis. Ye old vodka martinis, my Justin man. Right. This looks suspiciously like a cemetery to me. So if you wanted to, you could go and have a browse around the various gravestones in the cemetery. Right, continuing on. More corridors. The boudoir! We have the bedroom. Very nice. And opposite the bedroom, as you would in any good house, you have the blacksmiths or the alternative kitchen. Over on this side, we have a bit more of the castle grounds. I wonder if we went back to the castle here, could we? Oh, look at that, Justin. Uh-huh. See the way that all joins up? Dude. These guys are on fire with this set. Love it. And then yet more castle kind of stuff going on. I wonder if we spin that around. <gasps> Check that out. So you're kind of walking away uh, across the parapets and you can have battle on either side. Eh? Or you have just like a big old courtyard. Dude, I am loving this. And the details are just brilliant. But like I said, for me, it's all about the color. I, these days, I just love the color and the pop and the vibrancy of it all. The fact that it's all wiped clean is always very handy, especially around the whole gravestone thing, you know? So yeah, it's just got, look, all the magic rooms that you could ever want. Paul Daniels hasn't seen as many magic circles as this. So it's all properly, properly designed. Look at that. Check that one out. That's what the rest of this video is basically going to be. It's just going to be me going, oh, look at that. Oh, that's awesome. I like the green glowy bits, if you get in. So... This is where my kids would meet my Skaven, okay? So the Skaven would be in here hunting for something. And of course, wherever Skaven go, green glowy crystals and goo always comes out. Onto this bit here. Look at that. Now, do you know what that reminds me of, Justin? Yep. That reminds me of Bruce Lee. So Bruce Lee did a film, right, where he went up a tower. And every level of the tower, the boss got harder and harder as he fought his way uh, up the tower. That is what that reminds me of. 
It's a maze. Oh, it's amazing. That is actually really cool. I have been in one of these on holiday. I was in a maze. And um, yes, I got lost twice because I couldn't read the map. But check that one out. Imagine, right? You start your RPG session and bam, you just drop them in the middle. And you say, right, you have to get out of this maze. How would you make them? How would, right, okay, here's one for you for the comments, okay? No doubt there'll be a prize this week, so here's your comment for you. Um, how would you put a time constraint on them to build the pressure of getting out of the maze? Would you say that they would have to do it in a select number of turns? Or would you give them 30 seconds to list the, the, their exit out and then they must take the route that they chose? What do you reckon? Because um, I, I like the idea of putting a time constraint on it because that's one of the things with a uh, with a maze is you know a maze is fun unless you're in a hurry and if you're stuck in it then you'll know about it check that one out nice into the crypt you can see it's got everything don't it it really does like you know if you've ever been to a, uh, any of the old castles they, they well you rarely get down into the dungeony parts like this but you know, it, it really does have everything. Do you know what? I'm going to move that again. Isn't it cool the way you, you just you move the books back and forth? And look at that. That's just superb. What have we got here? Oh, the sewers. Another option for Miscaven. Loving that. Do you know what? I think this book has just moved to my top of my favorite of the Loke books. I think this one is now right bang at the top because of the versatility of it all. And the fact, you know, you can do all kinds of settings in fantasy. Yes, you can. But sometimes, especially when you're playing with little ones and things like that there, it's just so much easier just to do dungeons and castles. Isn't that something that they can identify with really, really easily? So you're not having to do masses of explanation, or in my case, if they were in a town, I would have to, they would ask me repeatedly to describe what's in every flipping store and shop and the name, the prices and stuff like that. And that's a total pain in the arse. <sighs> explore the castle, explore the dungeons. Right, so we're gonna do a test here. That looks great like that, yeah? But watch, if I go, like that, does it still work? Yes, it does still work. I wonder, can I go like that so that they would then work their way? Ooh, so it doesn't always have to be, and that, yeah, look at that, Justin. So it doesn't always have to be uh, square because it's an RPG. You know, you're, you're just saying that you're gonna have to wake, make your way from there to the magic pool. And then, oh, look at that. That immediately joined up. Dude, check that out. And there you go. That, probably my new favorite actually, is the castles, crypts, 
and Caverns from Log Balmats on pre-order. Um, yeah, if it's your thing and you like nice, easy, very quick put together RPG sessions with lots of color and lots of vibrancy, then I suggest you go and check it out. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. There we are, an interesting look at a Luke pair of books. Mm. And we're not leaving Luke alone either. No. 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 Oh, we have more <laughs> Luke to come. Oh, oh yes. Look, look, look at crazy. <clears throat> yeah, each of, the, each of them um, was worthy of its own segment, mm. basically, because Lots there's a lot in them books. And um, I have grown to love them. I, you know, when I first saw them, I, I, I thought to myself... I don't, I don't quite get it, but then I was coming at it more from a war gamer perspective, you yeah. know, where you'd have your big tables full of scenery and stuff as, as I have less time. And as, as, as things have changed in my life, I appreciate things like this just so yeah. much more BDR, you know, the, this ability to do quick gaming, quick storytelling, quick, you know, uh, less hassle, less, less stuff everywhere. You know, it's, um, uh yeah i'm um, i i wanted to dedicate uh, some good time to each of them so as we could we could get a good proper you say less stuff it. everywhere looking at the background of your your own personal hobby hall there's not less stuff yeah 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 well it's uh, this is my tomb this is this is you know the the, the chinese emperors and all that they were onto something here you know so it's been, <laughs> So I, I, I'm doing it myself. I'll, I'll get my own little terracotta, terracotta army right. standing at the door, and then basically when I die, leave me here and just fill me in. Yeah. <laughs> so fish bash bosh. Yeah. Right. We are going to round out the show with a triptych of terrific mm. campaigns across yeah. Kickstarter backer kit. And for a first one, Ben, what have you picked? Oh, it's the low battle that's one. So yes, <laughs> this <be> no. <laughs> So yeah, so this is their uh, backing campaign that has been running for a little while now, and still uh -huh. has a good chunk of time left on it as well. They were thinking of you, Warren. Yeah, for their wow. big box of dungeon doors. Oh no um, way! Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so they oh, have on clear acrylic. Yeah. So they have obviously previously done all of their battle mats and all that kind of good stuff, and they've done D and D sort of adventure kits and that kind of thing. But this is them sort of adding that 2.5D element mm -hmm. to gameplay on the tabletop. Coggy. And so they have taken their really awesome art design and aesthetic and applied it to these acrylic plastic doors that come on little tiny stands that you can use to furnish your various loke battle mats and, of course, your board games and everything else. In between. Yeah. Two, words, two words for you, Warren, that's going to make you so happy. No painting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so what's really nice about this is that they've got a good selection of kind of your classic door, I guess. So your kind of normal standard wooden portal that you would, you know, go through if you were adventuring down in a dungeon somewhere. But the thing that I really liked about this is that they've gone to that next level and provided you with loads of really fun and interesting sort of elemental designs and puzzles yeah. and all that kind of stuff as well. So that when you're setting things up on the tabletop, suddenly your players have got to be like a big shiny portal do I put my head in it? The answer is yes. yes. yes, yes. <laughs> well, throw the halfling first. Throw the halfling in first, yeah. 
Or like in uh, <laughs> the Tomb of Horrors, you put your hand in and it's just vaporized and you're dead. So there we go. Um, spoilers for the Tomb of Horrors. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that's okay. Yeah. The next one we're playing is TOA. Yeah. There, there you go so for example here's some of the other designs that they've put together that are as, as they say there very inspiring for different types of adventures maybe you have a void door that's set up that sort of takes you from one room to the other it's like a teleportal nope. teleport style thing nope definitely not I don't think so <laughs> nah. going home now can't make me <laughs> I really like the metal one because it kind of looks like a puzzle door. There's yeah. one that's just covered in teeth and blades. Sure. I, I um, kind of like that. Yeah, I'm not going through that door. <laughs> this one here. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More. Yeah. I mean, clearly that's a mimic. Yes. Very. So. I, re- I really like the um, that puzzle door one with all the cogs and stuff mm. on it because that is just like prime rogue fodder for them to play around with. And I like that you could maybe even use the design itself to influence what you do in terms of the puzzle. So maybe the numbers on the dial equate to kind of like a little kind of thing. That if they, they haven't already, like here's an idea for Loke, right? They they released the book of, um, was it like a thousand dungeon interactions or something like that? Yeah. Yes. Right. Which I still want a copy of guys. <laughs> so whoever's got it, let okay. me know. It's probably I want in the studio somewhere. Right. The other, the, what I want, what I would love for them to do if they haven't already done it for this, is a book of one hundred door puzzles. Ooh, yeah. So, so a companion book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a companion book. So for each of the doors, ten potential puzzles oh. or potential little door scenarios. That happen and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that the, you know, if you if your if your party. Right, which mine often does, goes completely off track. Um, a little Max riding around on a flaming pig of death. Wow! And, and I'm trying to work out where the hell I'm going to go with this. I could, I could pick out that emergency break glass book and chuck down a door and say, "You've come up to a door, ah." And there's a puzzle to this door. And that'll keep them occupied for a while while I work out how I'm going to uh, describe the smell of burning bacon with Maxi riding around on the back of a burning pig. I like the idea. I like where you're going with it. But I would suggest if you're doing something like that, it needs to be like an app for a tablet. Where you can actually have like can somebody slap him? <laughs> hey, Warren, hang on, hang on. It's a far better method for doing door puzzles because you can make it fully interactive for the kids. You can hand them the tablet. They can all be sitting, poking, and playing with it, trying to figure it out. Is there a mute button on this system anywhere? <laughs> Is no. there really? No, hang on a second, Justin. All right. Listen. This is a book. Yes. Oh, there are many yes. like it, but this. <laughs> you can touch it. You can uh-huh. flick and finger through it. Uh-huh. You can smell it. Do you know it's tactile? It's lovely. And when the electric goes off, or you forget you you forget to charge it, guess what? It still works. All right, here's the question: How interactive can it be on the page? Well, Can I twist and turn knobs on a picture? No. No, hang on. Hang on. This book contains 100 pages of interaction, uh-huh. and I can sit and flick through uh-huh. each one of them. Uh-huh. Okay? 
Whereas, so hang on, you're, you're wanting to do it more as a choose-your-own-adventure thing, though. No. He wants to do it as part of a role-playing game. He doesn't want to start playing Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to play uh, on, hang on a tablet. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The whole point we, of me sitting work, down with my family is... We can argue about this till the death. As a community, what would you prefer for puzzles? A book or an app? Put it in below. I'll delete anybody who says app. <laughs> uh, be aware going, going back to the uh, campaign uh, yes. Jerry was also showing off before we flicked the away that they, yeah so they're also doing a set of exclusive battle mats as it's his local local battle mat mm. uh-huh. uh, for you to use alongside the dungeon doors because of course they have because it's dungeon themed yes. uh, so the maps themselves are really awesome and they have a very cool kind of like hero questy vibe to them where right I, I really like that the colours have been added in that kind kind of give that vibe off, which is really nice. Uh, and they are exclusive to the backer kit. So if you want to dive in and you want to get your hands on those, then you definitely need to do that. Um, and folks, seriously, now that Hasbro has given us all a license to actually just recreate Hero Quest ourselves because their version is shite, <laughs> this is perfect. You know, the best versions of Hero Quest are now the ones that we just make ourselves. Right. So, oh. I, I would love see to see Luke there on take the this. Side, by the way, there you go. Yeah. There. Yeah. I would like to see Luke take this a stage further and do another campaign where it's standees of the monsters or like treasure chests or your. Well, heroes. they they already do counters they in do some counters of their role playing the so it'd be fun to see them do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so something like this on clear acrylic with your monster or your hero or your treasure chest, I think, would be a fabulous. A bit, a bit like what we saw from GameStart. But done instead yeah. of it in pencil design, done in color. Cool. Yeah. Although I suppose yeah. they did color for the sci-fi ones, didn't they? Yeah, but I, I think that's something definitely looks should be considering. Yeah. There's also a free map. So if you do, if you want to just you know download a big fun map to play your games on, you've got a really awesome option there, uh, and that's obviously a great way for you to employ your doors in the future as well. Yeah, really absolutely. Awesome. And those ones are all their standard seventeen by eleven. Yes, as so well. So they'll match the with their other ones that they already have, which is good. Nice, very good. I appreciate this. Right, I'm playing RPG on twenty nine days left on that, and um, yeah, if Luke aren't doing it, let's create a collective to create the big book of dungeon door puzzles. So there we go. Good stuff. What's next? Uh, so next one, next one, I'm going to give over to uh, Jerry because I think he might quite like this one. So. I might quite like this. Um, so the Knights of the Round Table, they dance whenever they're able. Yeah. Do they I would just want to sing that! <laughs> so oh, the guys... Did something about this a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. so we did a little bit of a... We did a yeah, preview. Yeah, we did a preview, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> however, the, the campaign has now been running for a few weeks. So the guys over at Temple of the West... Uh, who apparently are attempting to empty my bank account via the medium of things I like, have teamed up, <laughs> teamed up with Daniel Mersey of uh, Line Rampant, Dragon Rampant fame uh, to come up with his version of Knights of the Round Table. Uh, so he's a big fan. I did an interview with him and it was like, you really like King Arthur, Daniel? And he said, yes, yes, I do. Because he's done a whole host of games that are Arthurian-based. Um, and then these ones... Uh, are going to be available with little cards, but they're not for a specific game, although you can use them in things like Lion Rampant or Dragon Rampant, but these are very much the more Darthur. They're the the classic Hollywood King Arthur um, that you would have seen with Dumbledore in it. Uh, And they are just some really nice 
metal miniatures of a whole host of all of the Knights of the Round Table, plus some of their adversaries and other people who popped up in uh, sort of um, the the fiction around it. So you did, know, if you're looking you say for, there's a few of the knights that are less well known, which you were quite yeah, surprised yeah. to see. Yeah, they've done they've uh, done oh, pretty much all of them, I think. <laughs> there's pretty much every knight that is mentioned, uh, whether or not you knew about them or whatever. So things like the the random Irish knight who had an an ice Scooby about. Um, so he's lurking around, but there you see the the inner circle, if you will, Lancelot, Merlin, Arthur, Guinevere, and Mordred, the bastard son, the incestuous bastard son, actually, yeah. when we get right down to who ends up stabbing up daddy. Some Lloyd shots as well, which you know, I'm sure we all appreciate seeing the back oh. end of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can buy them either as single packs or you can just get the ball, ignore the stuff to the side there that you might see. Let's just skip past that. <laughs> um, but there are some absolutely gorgeous figures, and they've got a really, they have that classic uh, Bretonian look for fans of Warhammer. If you're after that sort of thing for an old Hammer style game, there we go. See, we always go back around to it. But things like the uh, Lady of the Lake clad in the purest glistening Seamite, holding loft Excalibur, setting up a form of government. Uh, I, I can get behind that form of government. It's it's an absolutely it's a gorgeous sculpt as well with like it's the veil cool. drawn down over her face. The green, uh, the green knight's my favourite. I love. I thought you'd like the green knight. Oh. Uh, it does come with an axe and alternate head as well, so you can be helmed up. Uh, I like the fact that the uh, ethereal knight is actually a sort of an old style Roman. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is is corking, and there you see. I want to say he's uh, Marholt. Yeah, I was going to call him Marduk, but that's the sun god. He's different. But he, he looks like the classic um, Claymore-wielding sort of Irish gallo-glass type affair. You know, he's he's a poor knight. He's in a, a Gambian chainmail and a back yeah. helm that's as old as time itself, whereas everybody else is clanking around in their shiny armor. Uh, so I quite like that. But they're, they're a stonking set of sculpts. Um, that I have really absolutely are, right? no idea why I'm buying them. <laughs> I just went, we, yeah. we need yeah. to do them. It needs an RPG. Do you know what I mean, or like a or like a Mordheimy kind of a thing for? Uh, well, for the, say I've for got the, Pendragon, the dragon behind me, which is a perfect one for us. Mm -hmm. um, Gog and Magog as well as a pair of giants. Which oh, are nice! Big, big, brutal fellas. Is that a clinging to his back? It's a bear tied to the back. It's a pig. It looks like a pig. It's a shaved I think bear. It's a pig. So what? It's, it's whatever is its lunch. I'm fairly it's certain. Big, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. There we see. Uh, I, I have a role playing game from Osprey that is all about Arthurian myth and legend, but I can't. Yeah. That's why I'm ducking off the. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I would just, if I was playing, I would play Pendragon from yes, Ronan, I think, which is an excellent one because you do mm -hmm. a whole thing where you're, you're not just doing the daring doing fighting, you're trying to, you know, preserve your family and your lineage because you end up you play like your son and your son's son your heirs so over time your campaign is is like you're playing your descendants uh but these these other bits and pieces so palog's cat the line we've seen earlier are from obscure parts of the arthurian tales that i've absolutely never heard about but i'm tempted to go back and have a, a reread a sort of mallory stuff to see if i can come across them i've had an idea yes uh -oh. Because a grill. It's a grill. An Arthurian dungeon crawl mm. taking place in the dungeons of the Holy Land. Yes. Okay. Um, 
pre-crusades kind of thing, okay, on yeah, the hunt the rush. where they're basically looking for um, uh, the Ark of the Covenant or the, the Holy Grail. And it's and, it, and, it, and you could have biblical kind of monsters and uh, and stuff like that in it. So it's Arthurian like, like Gog and biblical kind of weird angels and demons and all sorts of stuff. Massive giants. And massive giants. Because they're the ones that, uh, that open the doors and pull out the big blocks and, and stuff like that. So because there were giants on, on the world. Every culture knows this. Makes sense. How else mm. they move those big stones around otherwise? Exactly. Exactly. The, ooh, that's Except cool. for the pyramids, because we know they were built by dinosaurs. <laughs> I need a set of movement trays and stuff. Just keeping things historically accurate. I won't manage so, my pledge now. But uh, yeah, apparently they've, added, <laughs> apparently they've added some stuff for Lion Rampant yeah. and Dragon Rampant, which is handy. It's nice. Because I uh-huh. do have those anyway. So but if yeah, you want to tie them into your games, you can do. So. Yeah, um, it's a, a fascinating little set. Uh, and I was going to say it's rather compact and bijou. You've got obviously the knights, you've got some of their adversaries and other frippery around the edges. Uh, notice they're all walking. What's the most important thing about Knigget's? They're lovely oh, mounted steeds. Mm. <laughs> no, no mounted versions yet. Uh, Not yet. Maybe it's no coconuts either. But I was talking to Kyle, uh, and uh, he was mentioning that they are planning on, you know, um, very cool. Come, revisiting yeah. this in the future and doing mounted versions of all the all the knights, so you'll be able to have them pooning around the place and then hop them off the back and lamp somebody upside the head with a massive uh, axe, mm-hmm. just like Gwen ah, is. Yes. So yeah, if you're into your uh, classic look, the the Hollywood slash classic fictional Arthur, because nobody wants to see a Romano British Arthur, yeah. nobody wants to see a historically accurate Arthur. And, and Guinevere, because then you just end up with something like that Clive Owen film, which was <laughs> deadly dull and boring and grim and dismal dull. Um, but yeah, if you want to get involved with the Knights of the Round Table, there's a week left on that one. It's already well-funded. Happy days. Yeah. But we want more. We have one, one more, more to finish things one off. more, yeah. Go on, sneak um, it in, Ben. Sneak it in. Uh, so well, I suppose they wouldn't necessarily be sneaking unless there's some sneaky fjords for them to serpent around and oh, sneaky. Anyway. Uh, weird right so yes this is one that we talked about a couple of weeks ago in a preview where we looked at some of the stuff that they've been showing off uh, from hammer of the north this is a bunch of folks from oz down under who are bringing mm-hmm. us fjord serpents vikings at war uh, so this is their new 10 mil war game of viking battles but the twist is that it's all set aboard big viking boats and it's very much themed around that style of warfare in obviously the fjords of northern Europe, as it were, um, it has been hist- <laughs> pining for the fjords. It has been historically researched and everything like that to try and sort of make it in theme with both the Danish and the Norwegian um, warriors that would have been fighting of the time. Uh, but the whole focus of this is that you dive in and just have fun with big boats full of soldiers battering each other, smashing into rocks, and all that kind of good stuff. And it's nice. like ten mil, oh, lovely. <laughs> so yes. What? What you do with the game is you break out the core set and in it you get four boats and you'll be able to choose your sort of standard setup of boats. Do you want to go for the big ones or do you want to go for the small and lippy ones? Then you'll choose the troops that will go into said boats, as you can see there, different um, sections of the ship. Yeah, either go with the idea of quality over quantity or maybe the 
the you know go vice versa and just have mm-hmm. lots of silly spearmen or you can go full in with big berserkers with massive axes and all that kind of stuff and then you set up on the table as you can see they've got sort of set up there in the video and you will use movement dials and all that kind of stuff and the wind in order to sail forth into each other smash into each other in big awesome kind of epic moments throw grappling hooks on to drag boats towards you and then get stuck into full-on fighting this sounds amazing it does sound very cool i I thought you'd quite like this. <laughs> there have been a couple of uh, videos that have been put together already, sort of talking through the basics of gameplay. As I say, one of the big focuses is the idea of like maneuvering of ships. So using the kind of movement dials that you can see there alongside the wind directions in order to approach from different angles. And then at those sort of opportune moments, you'll be making sure that you're in the right position to smash into your... Op- your uh, oh God, they can jump onto little islands and have a fight. You could do that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the nice things about it as well is that the... Once you're then locked in with the ship, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're kind of stuck there because that would kind of make it feel a little bit stilted almost. Yeah. You can like get your guys to like chop the the rope so that you can free yourself and try and escape, or you can get stuck in and fight just like full on diving onto the other ship and back uh-huh. and that kind of stuff as well. They put in a really nice system where it kind of goes back and forth between each player. So like um, you'll do an action and then the opposition will have uh, a a chance to respond rather Mm -hmm. than you doing everything and then your opponent doing everything, which is always nice to see. Love a little bit of alternative activation. As you can see as well, the miniatures look really nice. They've been working on them for a while and they've done a whole host of your kind of standard. uh, I can't remember the name they used for them. Uh, like. It's like Bondi, yeah, but they had like another term for kind of like standard inventory that I think is linked to something from either Norway or or, or Denmark. Uh, uh, but then you have the bondage. No. <laughs> you then have the berserkers, as you can see there, and your yards come with a little kind of round base as well, which is really nice. It does um, look like you get more miniatures than you can fit in the boats. There are a lot some, of miniatures. Yeah, so yes. you have some some yeah. nice options for variation there. Yeah. So it has been really well designed for two players to just have a little bit of fun with it. Talking about that, there are also different styles of play. So you can either play matched play, where you just set up with a points limit and you charge against each other and beat each other up. Or you can play campaign play, where you start off with your named Jarl and their ships. And then as you go on, they'll grow and change and you'll play through different scenarios where your ships will meet in different areas of Northern Europe in the fjords and things and clash against each other. They've also got solo rules in there. So if you mm. don't have someone to play games with, you can play against a solo opponent who will be hunting you down and trying to fight you. Uh, and they've done some really nice stuff uh, on that side as well. Oh, nice. Obviously, at the moment, as you can see from the Kickstarter, it's not funded. They've had a good start, uh, but mm-hmm. there's still 26 days left. So just under a month. Uh, and I really hope, as kind of like a first outing for these guys, they have done stuff in the past, by the way, in producing miniatures and all that kind of things as well. And as I say, the guys have had a, a good grounding in historical reenactment and that kind of stuff as well. So they definitely know what they're doing as Jerry pledges for this. Okay, here we go. Another thing as well. Nothing to see here. Move along. Uh, really nice about this is that they've also been working on what the way they want to go next with this so they don't just want to do fjord serpents and that be the end of it 
They also want to build on sort of allowing you to play battles on land in more detail and sort of growing your forces. They're going to work at adding the Varengian Guard into the mix and Yom's Vikings. Oh, nice. Uh, and also yeah. sort of exploring different areas, uh, well, nationalities as well, obviously, but also uh-huh. different areas of the globe. So maybe, you know, heading off towards North America, fighting in the Mediterranean and that kind of thing. Ooh. And they have some really interesting plans for where they want to go with it. Um, the thing that I really like about this as well is that I love that it's a very specific element of Viking or Dark Age yes. combat. and it hasn't been done. And it hasn't been done as far as I've never seen this done. before. Yeah. So uh, I really like the innovation of this. You know, it, yes. it zoomed in on uh, on something that is that is really unique. It, it, it's unique. Yeah. It's surprising, um, and it looks fun as hell. Actually, yeah. yeah now, it's. A lot of people have said, like, one of the things that's, that's a bit, I think a bit of a sticking point for a lot of people is that obviously it's coming from Oz, so there's a lot of sort of import and all that kind of thing. Mm. I would still say it's worth having a look at this and having a good think, because maybe if you're already a 10 mil wargamer, something like this would be a really fun thing to have at the side alongside your traditional games. Cool, I've got them this. five more backers. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So you could use this to play out your naval engagements and then yeah. play your normal games. And of course, because all of those miniatures that you've just seen there are 10 mil, they could be used for your expanded collections as well, which is, and they're very nice sculpts, as you can see. So yeah. I, I, I see Jerry looking at this and there's a little bit of his brain going, tiny saga. <laughs> no, no, my, I'm quite content for Saga to stay 28 for for Age of Vikings. Time uh, <laughs> Saga is for Crusades. Uh, but yeah, okay. I think this looks, I think this looks really cool, and it's a really fun idea that sort of plays on something that um, I don't think, as you say, Warren, I don't think many people have done before. So, in the grand scheme of things, as well, it's not. I mean, ordering from Australia isn't that bad. You're not, well, you're yeah. not going to be paying ridiculous amounts of money for for shipping and import but it does yeah. show how how geographically important important we mm-hmm. are in europe and and how much we bitch it's okay for australians <laughs> and americans to yeah. order from the uk mm-hmm. and pay for us but the minute we have to order the other way it's oh, i would say so i would say definitely think about taking a punt on this one i'd really uh, like those boats involved. yeah i mean the boats are, are awesome. amazing and i love the, the fact that there's i love the modularity of them yeah, yeah I, I, I think the modularity is inserts. brilliant yeah yeah those the inserts, inserts are, really are great nice. mm. so you can use them and then you could the, the sails come in either full so they you can fun. show them off at speed or when you come to a close you actually change the mast around mm. so that you can see from a visual standpoint that you've come to a stop on the table yeah. and no rigging should be a bigger no, ship again. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be doing rigging anyway. And then they've also got all the different head sections as well for the front of the ship as well, the prow. So, yeah, really nice. Oh, Ben, I love this. Thank it's you, man. Up. That's an awesome, awesome one to see. Love it's, that. it's definitely one I think a lot of people should go and have a look at because um, they've been doing pretty well and they've still got a month left, but it's 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 definitely one of the kickstarts that I think we should be on people's well, radar. If you're also, definitely fans. one I want to get under camera. Folks, this could be this could be one of those kickstarters where it it, it just needs a little punt now to get it going. Um, there's a lot of innovation behind this. I'm really pleased to have seen it. So um, if you're interested in it, don't only just back it. Nudge a few of your friends. Get them to have a look at this segment, or get them to have a look at the the thing. And um, yeah, it'd be nice to see that one get across the line. I'd like to see that game, especially for Jerry. Live. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he 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 went hardcore Viking. 
<laughs> of course he did. He is a hardcore Viking. No, po- no point in doing half measures. No. You know, oh, go big or go home. And as we know from the Vikings, they went big and then they didn't go home. They just stayed. <laughs> <laughs> they went, oh, this, this and now. that wraps us up for this Friday night, yeah? <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. When shall we return? When shall we four meet again? Sunday. Um, next Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so far away. Sunday. Come back to us on Sunday. Come over oh, yeah. Yeah. on tabletop.com and join in our cult of games with our XLBS, where we wetter more shit to uh, my dulcet tones first thing in the morning. That's a good advert for XLBS. Oh, yeah. very much. 100% is. Anybody who's been there knows exactly what we get up that's, to. And if you haven't, yeah. then you can get on board with the 30-day free trial and just join us in the mellow hobby goodness area of our cult. Be a cultist. Exactly. Yeah, pyramid head, I hear. Yeah. Otherwise, we shall return next Friday. But until then, have a great week of gaming. See ya. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.